So the goshawk goes in this position where all the feathers were being like hidden by the sun in this direction and she was full extended you know and i just have this pure image where um, this grayish you know bluish kind of goshawk color going after the jackrabbit and it was just like I live for this moment, you know. That every every time I close my eyes, the 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 goshawk was closer and closer and closer and closer, and there was the sun just perfect going after the two um, the jackrabbit. So it, it was it was just. I mean, I cannot erase it. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back for another episode of the Falconry Toll Podcast, and. I'm going to start things off a little differently this episode because I feel like there's some props that need to be given and a few milestones that need to be announced. But first, I want to say thank you to Israel Zane and John Goodell and Kent Carney for those last few episodes that were put out. I think they were really well done, and I enjoyed them a lot. And I wanted to say another special thank you to John Goodell for sharing that conversation with Tom Cade with us and allowing us to do our part in helping to get the rest of that conversation out to the rest of the falconry community i hope everyone else out there enjoyed it as much as i did so i just wanted to say thank you again for that and the next set of thank yous goes to you the listeners because thanks to you we just recently hit the 100,000 download marker as of this recording we're right around 103,500 ish downloads and while we understand that's not necessarily a huge number in the podcasting world For such a niche topic like falconry and the size of our community, we're just extremely humbled and grateful that you guys keep tuning in to hear these stories and, you know, keep listening and getting something out of these. So, you know, thank you all again so very much for your continued support, and we hope you keep tuning back in with us. I mean, this has been a a great ride so far, and we're going to keep doing it for as long as we can. And special thank you as well to NAFA and the Falconry Fund for the approval of the small grant that enabled us to bring you yet another milestone, which is our first international series. And I was able to go down to Mexico in the early part of February for about a week and meet with seven different falconers and get some of their stories and see some good hawking. And they were very accommodating and their hospitality was second to none. And I'll be forever grateful to them for their kindness and just them accommodating me for that whole week and taking time out of their schedules and lives and everything else to basically enable this to happen. So thank you again to all my new Mexican falconer friends and to NAFA and the Falconry Fund for your small grant program that enables things like this to happen. I hope you all continue the program into the future and it's very much appreciated. And we also can't leave out our friends at Marshall Radio and Pursuit Falconry Magazine. Marshall Radio's support over the years has meant a lot in my personal falconry use as well as their continued support of the podcast. I hope they continue to stick with us in years to come. And if you want more information on their products, as always, you can head to marshallradio.com. And if you want to get your hands on a great new falconry publication, I definitely recommend, if you haven't already, to check out Pursuit Falconry and Conservation Magazine. For more information on their publication, you can just head to pursuitfalconry.co.uk. 
it's definitely worth the read, and they've got a lot of good stuff coming out here in the near future, so definitely check it out. All right, and now that those thank yous and acknowledgements have been addressed, we can go ahead and turn things over to the first conversation had from our first official international podcast series coming to you from Monterey, Mexico. And this conversation was had with my new Mexican falconer friend, Diego Arpi. We really hope you enjoy this series, and here we go. Thanks, Diego, for uh, hosting tonight and uh, for cooking that pretty amazing dinner. You're more than welcome here in Mexico. I mean, you have your home here, and um, I hope it's not your first time. Is <laughs> this is def- yeah? This is totally my first time in Mexico, but uh, but no, it's well, been it's- probably your last time. Sorry, sorry. yeah, <laughs> oh. sorry about my English. So. No, 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 no. You're good. Um, yeah, hopefully it's not going to be my last time. I mean, there's uh, there's definitely a lot of things that I I would like to still see around here and yep. still do. That unfortunately, I'm pretty sure I'm not going to have a chance to do in just a one week time span, especially with a, sure. an agenda involved. Sure. But, uh, but no, I mean, I, you guys' hospitality so far has been outstanding. Yeah. You know, I can't, I can't say enough good things, and you know, I hope that someday I will be able to repay the uh, the kindness Thanks. and the favor. Um, but yeah, man, it's uh, it's been a good experience so far, and. You know, hopefully the rest of the week is, uh, you know, is as good as as the first couple of days have been. You know, it sure will, it sure will. Yeah, but um, but yeah. So, you know, when we were talking earlier, you know, you were, um, you know, kind of, you know, talking about some of the different, um, I don't know, some of the different things that you're involved in, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, kind of what your, you know, schedule's been like, and and. Um, yeah, what did you say that you, you, you said you're a lawyer? Is that right? Yeah, I actually uh, studied law school here in Mexico and then did my master at Berkeley. Um, so, yeah, I'm a, I'm a lawyer practically. But I work in a, in a school, actually, a group mm-hmm. school. So I was telling you uh, after the, the dinner, before the dinner actually, um, that I want to implement this this kind of program, uh, falconry, to to involve in, in the in the young young uh, generations, so they can get involved in um, being part of it. I mean, it's it's just an amazing sport, and uh, it gives you all this value and all this appreciation to nature that you actually um, you want you want you kind of get this knowledge, and you want to like just pass it on, you know. Mm-hmm. It's not only about hunting; it's about everything that involves in it. So it's it's amazing. Yeah, no, I I think this is a good idea. You know, like I said, we were when we were talking about it a little bit before. Um, you know, I I can understand, you know, just the different approach, kind of like you know when we were talking about you know if you really want to facilitate change, yeah, the best way to to go about doing that in some instances is to get involved and start educating people, you know, from a young age, you know, so that whenever the future generations get older and they start becoming more active and whether it be, you know, local politics or whatever the, the, the different things might be, you know, I mean, that's the best way to, to facilitate change with certain things is, you know, just to get more people aware and just a little bit more knowledgeable about certain stuff, you know? Yeah. 
agree totally with that. And, uh, uh, and the key part of it is uh, you have to sp inspire the, the the next generation. You know, so passing this knowledge is is by the example of doing how things have to be done, right? Because you can practice falconry, but there's many ways you can practice falconry, and there's really bad ways of, of, of practicing falconry. So we, as uh, the the older generation, have this uh, responsibility to, to pass the right way, you know? And and so this sport might live for, for I mean, all the all the time, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's survived... Uh it survived thousands of years. Yeah. So ideally, uh, we would love to see it survive yeah. thousands more. Hopefully. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, geez, who who knows what, what yeah. the world's going to look like by... <laughs> well, it's different kind of factors because you have this environmental um, motions going on and you have these uh, cities that are growing so fast and so you don't have... Um, I think uh, uh, falconry has evolved into practically orphan falconry. You know, that if we were talking talking this uh, uh, probably a thousand years ago, you were hunting so you can eat. You know, and we all falconers know that. So um, I think we have really a a big issue to 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 really kind of. Um, give this next generations the the way that like real real falconry is about you know it's about hunting it's about uh passion it's about um building a relationship with your raptor that it's it's i mean i cannot explain it how just just by telling you probably because you're a falconer you can you can um um, understand me, but someone might listen to this and it's like, what are you talking about? You know? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I totally get it. But I mean, like, so to, to, to start a program like that yeah. or to start, you know, uh, an inter school, like falconry youth, you know, club yeah. or movement or something like, I, I, how would you even go about doing that here in Mexico? Like, I, I don't even know what would in, involve that. Well, we have to see the reality of, of the situation here in Mexico. Our government, I mean, as many other countries, has so many issues that raptors are the last ones, you know? So our responsibility as falconers are to support this and to give advice to, to the government that um, this is important. Raptors are important. And, uh, I mean, everything is important. But... Um, as our movement is, we can, um, by by our chair, we can practice kind of making, uh, as I was telling you just just a few seconds ago, uh, involved next generation. And how we're going to do this? Probably in the rehabilitation part, because our government doesn't care about rehabilitation. They see a... Uh, a broken um, red tail, and they don't know even if it's a red tail, an eagle, you know, it's um, it's sad, but it's true. And this is a reality. Hopefully, um, with this training new generations, they're, as you mentioned it, they're in the future, they're going to be part of a government, part of a, 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 a wealthy organization or, or some political parts, and they're going to get more involved in 
acknowledge this this um, this part that it's really really good for, I mean, society, for the environment, for everything. You know. Yeah, I you know, it's it, it really is interesting to see. Like I said, just how things can can change with certain, I don't know, certain aspects of, of our culture. Yeah. If we just put a little bit of effort into, yeah. you know, just time, effort, and energy into kind of cultivating, you know, and planting those those seeds yep. of, of knowledge, you know, with with certain things. But you know, I don't I don't even know, like I said, what what's involved with um, you know, all of the um uh, how do I how do I put this the uh, the behind the scenes things of you know like being able to implement that type of of program like in schools and and things like that like what what the legal issues are behind that or um, you know what like what it takes to get a school to accept that or well it's a I mean it's never done here in Mexico so probably is going to be like a uh, pre-experiment you know a project so i cannot tell you what's uh, the different uh, or the issues that i might get or or in the future might have to overcome so probably the legal part is not really that um difficult i i've been talking to mexican authorities and they are really excited about this program you know the thing is that the, the part is that um, mexican government doesn't give you any funds to run this so they i mean i'm 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 ashamed i'm a mexican and i'm ashamed that that they well you're gonna rehabilitate that that raptor hopefully and they're gonna say they did it you know mm-hmm. and the actual thing is that you did it so that's that's i mean if you want to talk straight but that's a thing mm-hmm. It, it, it hasn't happened right now because we don't have the program, but I know falconers that actually receive these uh, raptors, injury raptors, and they, they pay for veterans. They, they paid for the treatment. They pay for everything. And then they have to call the authorities to, to I don't know, um, I'm sorry about my English, but I'm thinking Spanish and trying to, to, to speak in English, so it's kind of difficult right now with the, the AVS. But um, they try to liberate these this raptors into the wild, and they have to ask for permission, you mm-hmm. know? But authorities didn't, didn't have this, all, all the process, on the funds, anything about that. So they, they just, like w- what we say in Mexico, colgarse la medalla. It's, uh, I only put the, the medal here that I did it. <laughs> but I didn't pra- uh, practice anything about it. I didn't get involved in the process, you know? Yeah. So so it's kind of um, trying to put something in society and, and inspire young kids to, to get involved in falconry, you yeah. know? Well, I mean, I think it's a good idea. And, you know, I mean, you can only... You can only con- can control what you can control. Yeah, I mean, that's, you, it's, that's it's, true. It's not like you can, you know, change the way things work in, in government overnight or, you know, wave a magic wand and make things be a, a certain yeah. way. So, I mean, you, the, the best way, I mean, one but of the you best— You have to s- start somewhere. Right, exactly. Yeah, so you have to take yeah. this, the first step, you know? Right, and, and um, I can't really think of much of a better way to kind of put your money where your mouth is, so yeah. to speak, you know, by trying to facilitate change 
than you know trying to come up with a program like like that or something. Yeah. And I mean, if you're if you're wanting to to really you know talk the talk, you need to be able to walk the walk as yeah, well. Yeah, that's, that's that's true. And it, you know, by by starting or trying at least making the attempt, you know, even if it never gets off the ground or if something comes along and and derails the idea or something. At least you can say you tried to implement it, you yeah. know, and you tried to facilitate yeah. change, you know, for the better. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it's a good idea. And, you know, especially whenever there is just a, an, an abundant lack of, of education and, and knowledge when it comes to, you know, to, to this particular subject. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I can see it being a, a, a big uphill battle, but if someone like you is one to, to take it on and, yeah. um, you know, try and make it happen, then you know, go forth and prosper, man. Yeah, you know? that's true. Yeah. But, um, well, I mean, it's, it sounds like your, you know, your, um, passion and ambition with all of that yeah. is, is, is at least in the right place, you know, and I'm glad that there's, uh, people like you that are, are kind of trying to, you know, facilitate change in a positive way in that regard. You know, Thanks. so yeah, you know, you're welcome. Like I said, I've, in the short time that I've gotten to, to know you guys, you know, at least here. Yeah. Um, it seems like you're, you know, a fairly, uh, you know, passionate group of guys that really believe strongly in, in doing things as right of way as, as you know how. And, um, yeah, I mean, that's all you can really ask for. I think. I don't know if uh, you can say this uh, the, the only thing to do the right thing is the right thing, you know, it's not the way around. So, uh, we like to to do the. Uh, this is a way of living. This is a way of 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 practice falconry and 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 a way of life. You know, how to live it. How to to to. I don't know. Uh, uh, just. I mean, it's. I I feel. I feel even. I, I'll feel bad if I didn't do anything about it because mm -hmm. I know it's an issue. You know, you you be an example here. We just received a male peregrine. That was was um, probably injured by I don't know a cable car, who who knows who right? Mm -hmm. We just received it and Rodrigo just paid for the vet and everything. It's now in my house and we're we're gonna try to, I mean, liberate it soon enough when it's strong enough to fly. But it's it's kind of giving a little bit of, of your time for something bigger, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, trying to dedicate part of your life to something that's ultimately you feel is is bigger yeah. than than yourself. Yeah, I mean, that's that's always a a noble yeah. a noble cause and a noble effort, you know, for sure. But yeah, I mean, I like I said, I mean, I really hope that you're successful Thank and you. um you know, as far as um, you know, the the rest of the journey on how you kind of got to this point. Yeah. I mean, what uh what made you, you know, initially, you know, get that, get that itch, you know, what? It's actually pretty funny. Um, when I was a younger age, about 10, nine years and probably up to 20 years old, um, my family always had a trip, a uh, fishing trip to um, Tampico, which is near Texas, near South part of Iceland. So when we were, well, when my dad that passed away uh, was driving, I always look at, at at the window and count raptors. Just I didn't know anything about raptors, you know. But it was just a, a, a clinch that I, I needed to see raptors, and I I started um, by uh, learning um, 
in books and then um, uh, reading a little bit articles and something like that. And I never knew about falconry until I was about 18 years old. Then I figured out um, there was a club here in Monterey, Mexico. And um, I asked um, for, I mean, I searched the web, you know, you can find everything on the web right nowadays. And um, then I, I came an apprentice and that's how I started, you know. Yeah, so in other words, you're, <laughs> even though there's no official, you know, sponsor apprenticeship yep. format and uh, regulation here in, in Mexico, something that you tried to go about doing in your mind would be the yeah. right thing, you know, by, by going through the official steps that really weren't official here. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. And uh, and that's funny part because I, I, I don't know how I managed to get um, the outlines of the manual of the uh, California Hawking Club um, exam. So actually I did study and I applied the exam myself. So just to like uh, figure out how much I did know and how much I, I, I wanted to know. So it was it was kind of fun a process, you know, and it, 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 it and it's actually like a filter because someone that sees that you have a raptor, I mean, and then you see the raptor, then you see that raptor fly to you to the club, and, and when you call it, it comes to you, and then you see them hunt. It's I mean, it's the most beautiful thing you ever seen. So it's so easy for people to get excited about this. So you have to have this filter. So many people can practice falconry, not because they're bad ones, because they have um, they don't have time. You know, this this sport requires time, requires money, requires being able to uh, check your raptor twenty four hours a day. They, I mean, it's not like you having a gun and you put it on the closet or or your safeguard, you know, and then take it until the next season, you know? So you have to have kind of filters because falconry is not for everyone. I mean, it's sad, but it's true. And in this modern um, way of life, it's even harder because we are working all the time. People don't have access to flying to spots where they can fly raptors. I know it's probably uh, an issue that it's well known on 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 falconers, you know. But it's it's important to say that because um, when you acquire a raptor, you have the responsibility of a life, you know, your raptor's life, and it's gonna be your your companion for probably the next 10, 20, 15 years. I don't know. Um, I mean, in it's just becomes part of your family. So being able to to here in Mexico. Um, without this regulatory, uh, without laws and without uh, any other thing that regulates this, uh, kind of uh, doing this process, this filter. So actually, for me, it was was like I really wanted to do this, you know. So it was a, it was a, I don't know, like um, a wow situation. I like I'm really this, I, I really like this, and I want to get more involved in this, and in. Well, here I am, 12 years after that first sight of raptors, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, it's um, it's neat that, that you, uh, you know, were, were counting these birds and stuff and, yeah. and didn't even really know what you're, you know, counting. I mean, 
most people know red-tailed hawks, for yeah. example, like, you know, they call them chicken hawks or they call them, you know, something else <laughs> yeah. or whatever. You know, it's it's amazing how many people start off not even knowing the difference between a red tail versus, you know, yeah. all these different species. And I'm, I'm, I'm no exception. I mean, I didn't yeah. know anything initially either. Most, a lot of people don't. But, no, it's, it's, it's kind of cool that, um, like I said, kind of fell into it that way. So it just came all natural, you know, it's mm-hmm. like a, a, a sweet process that that I just emerged into it. Mm-hmm. So it was, it, it's really cool for me. I mean, and I just love it. It's one of my passions. It's great. And, you know, like I said, it's, it's great that, you know, especially with some of the different knowledge that, that you already have through your education yeah. and different aspects of, of what you've been able to accomplish, you know, for an occupation and stuff, you know, hopefully that, that helps expedite your or at least makes your uh you know your pursuit and yep. the other avenues of things a little bit easier but you said you've been doing this for what like 12 yeah years? 12 years i mean it's been not all the 12 years all not all the seasons because i as i, as I said earlier um i did my master's degree so i have to go I, I live in spain for a little bit and then i went to i studied in washington boston so I mean, I tried to to always being involved in, even if I was studying abroad. But um, it's been twelve years, if you can count this, right? So, in the in the twelve years that you've been flying birds, then I mean, talk a little bit about you know some of the different species that you've flown. I, I know we had this conversation earlier, but you know, but uh, nobody else has heard it yet. I know it's uh, probably a- my first bird was a Harris hawk, female Harris hawk, which I loved it. Love her. That's amazing, uh, Harris Hawk. Um, I I killed my first jackrabbit, and and it's one of my kind of um, I don't know my I can can't erase that flight. You know, for the excitement, for the accomplishment, for being able to 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 hunt with my 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 Harris Hawk. I also have flown um, probably a goshawk. Yeah, I mean, I I flew a. a uh, German goshawk, and um, recently I just uh, flew a um, Russian goshawk. So that's about it. I, I mean, I flew a peregrine, but it's not 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 in hunting, just just uh, getting her exercise. You know, yeah, lure flying, yeah, stuff like that. As far as uh, yeah, I know that you help you know Rodrigo, you know, some with um, you know the different aspects of you know the breeding projects and things like that, but. Yeah, and it's actually my first year as a uh, as a breather. You know, mm-hmm. um, you were in early in the chambers, and it's my first time that I have a, a pair that actually um, is copulating and, and have four eggs. You know, and we're so excited, and it's my first time as probably a breather. Soon enough, what are you uh, thinking that you're gonna you know, fly or, or try try next? Um, I'm trying again a uh, goshawk probably. It's, um, trying to get a goshawk from uh, our pairs that the Rodrigo has, and um, try to hunt jackrabbit, dogs, and whatever I can can get right now. You know. Mm-hmm. Now, and if I remember right, you said that uh, as far as the, the the breeding project, you were going to be taking over mostly the the falcons. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, what 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 species did you say that y'all? That you well, we have them? we have a Norwegian 
um, falcons. We have also uh, red nape, barberry. We have uh, natum, which is a, the local peregrine species subspecies. Um, we also have, um, if I can recall it right now, um, Scottish, Scottish um, peregrine. So that's about it. As far as just you know your your situation, I know you've kind of like you said you've traveled abroad and uh, you know you've kind of learned in different parts of the the world yeah. you know for your for your education. But I mean, have you pretty much always lived around this area? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, pretty much born and raised and born and raised in yeah. Mexico. And you said you you also had you know, some some ties to Texas too, didn't you? Yeah, we, well, my my great grandfather is from Armenia, but he was um, he then moved to Chicago. He lived all his probably his most of his life in Chicago, then moved to Texas, and after that moved to Mexico. <laughs> so we have ties to Texas. I mean, we have family in Texas. So we and and from Monterey we have it's just two hour drive so it's practically too close to the border you know mm. so yep as far as the you know kind of how you fell into to all of this I mean how kind of going back to the the school yep. idea like how how soon are you trying to you know get that going or are you in the process trying probably to next that? year yeah. yeah we're trying this I mean it's been a complicated year you know with this. Um, virus going all around the COVID mm. so it's kind of hard for us uh, schools to survive you know being there's uh, being able to teach throughout the computer iPads and everything mm. but it's I know with the vaccine hopefully we can get back to normal I mean being more normal kind of um, education part so we're trying to accomplish these programs and different kinds of, of um, going uh, or students going to different sanctuaries, elephant sanctuaries and uh, panda sanctuaries and every, every, even the uh, I tried to reach the Alaskan Raptor Center if we can to go visit them and probably uh, try to to amplify this program not only for raptors but for other species that Kids don't have this opportunity, you know. I mean, we have seen kids that uh, kids uh, that doesn't know even touch uh, grass, you know. Mm -hmm. Everything now is plastic, you know. Even grass now is plastic in, in our houses. It's kind of a kind of a um, really um, ambitious project for us, you know. And we're trying to apply it. Um, next year probably next year that's pretty soon <laughs> yeah i mean that's we really have all this sign design for our muse and the rehabilitation chambers i already talked to vets they're more than like they're excited to to be part of this uh i talked to rodrigo about this and he's like well we, we can try this i mean um there's an opportunity we can be the first one to amplify it and and, and probably it, it should be a successful um uh, project. I already talked to Mexican authorities, and they were more excited about it. So, kind of everything is like naturally going on their way to 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 achieve this program.
what are you going to try and do then to to get the funding for? I mean, and you mentioned something when we talked before all this, something about volunteer work and things yeah, like that. Yeah, it's going to be an open volunteer for the community, for the for the kids. Um, and there are going to be several, like, um, I don't know, candy sales, probably, like we call them here in Mexico. And they're going to make, a, a, I mean, rifas we call it like you buy a ticket for a thing you know and, and it's lottery you know raffle raffle yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that's that's a word sorry yeah. <laughs> i know it's all so good. <laughs> so it's going to be different activities to um fundraise this right and and it's going to be also an um a part of it where, where you can donate some some money to the program i will invite you when when we start this program and you can visit us again and and look around it and you'll see how how much process we have done yeah i'd, I'd love to for okay. sure you know like I, said, I, I wish there was more things like that even in in the u.s you know yeah. i mean in other places but you know maybe uh maybe you'll be that that spark that that hopefully the, hopefully yeah. <laughs> i mean <laughs> i've, I've seen and, stuff, and we so. talk we talked later um about this is um there's uh, in South Africa. There's a university, Falcon University, which has this the huge program about falcons and and how they teach um, uh, this the same. It's kind of copying this this kind of uh, program, you know. But this is this is we we're talking about university. I'm trying to implement in in middle school, you know. So mm-hmm. it's kind of a, a really 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 good um, ambitious project, you know. Sure. Well, I guess now, I mean, would be a good time to go ahead and, and just kind of switch topics a little sure. bit and, you know, go back to, you know, just some of your, your experiences. And, you know, I mean, you have been in it a decent amount of time, but what, what kind of changes or, you know, different things have you noticed, you know, especially around here? you know, have been, uh, have kind of affected, you know, your falconry or, you know, some of the, the different changes that you've had to, to either work around or, or learn from or, or whatever, just in, in your own falconry practice. Yeah, I think it's uh, a common, pro- uh, a common problem. It's about the cities, especially Monterey, uh, they're growing so fast. So uh, finding a good spot to fly and to hunt, it's getting like you have to to drive an hour and a half you know and it doesn't bother me because it's part of it you know it's it's really um having a time alone time you know <laughs> actually so and i love to drive but it's kind of a problem now cuz uh, i mean humans are we have the capability to destroy everything it's so fast you know and when we get aware of it, it's probably too late for it. So that's one one problem that that's um, cities population growing so fast. Another thing is that um, to I mean media can be I don't know Facebook or Instagram can be a blessing and a curse because now uh, and and I don't know wanna I wanna be uh, rude about this but. Um, Many people that shouldn't be falconers are being falconers, you know, because they see this video about a Harris uh, hawk hunting and, and they acquire a Harris hawk and they don't know how to fit them. Mm-hmm. 
mm. and then they, they die. And here in Mexico, it's so easy to get another raptor and another raptor. And when you look around, you, that guy already killed 30, rap, 30 animals. Was that too many, too many, too many to, it shouldn't happen, you know? So it's kind of um, the two main issues we have now, you know? So uh, our mini club, we call it, it's trying to do it the right way uh, by example, how you have to get first the knowledge, then acquire your, your raptor, you know? And I mean, yeah. it, it, it has to happen all around the worldwide, you know? It's kind of a common problem, but we're trying to, to, to I mean, help this does not be a super issue you know mm -hmm. yeah and you know the only way you can start by doing that is is um you know just focusing on on your immediate area and then yep. you know there's I, I forgot who it was that that um kind of i heard this mindset from first um, it's gonna bug me now that i can't remember <laughs> but um You know, they said basically just start on the local level, you know, start, yep. start trying to make an impact on your own block, you know, your, your own city, whatever. And yep. then everything just from there seems to kind of have a ripple effect and kind of takes care of itself from, yep. from there on. But so, I mean, it's, I think it's a good approach, you know, yep. you guys are seem to be doing all you can really do, you know, and worrying about yourselves and, and hopefully, yep. you know, more people will just see it and realize that seems to be a more efficient way of doing it and, and adopt it. Yep. Yeah. Well, I mean, as far as, um, you know, just some of the, the more fun experiences that you've had or, you know, some of the more fun stories or whatever, I mean, this is a good time to go ahead and, and, and start talking about a couple of, uh, you know, your more memorable. I mean, now that I'm sitting here, I'm comes all, all this different flights, you know, but um, I mean, probably the, the two flights that I, just can't erase from my from my mind it's my first jackrabbit with my my harris hawk that it's just blew out my mind i, I like I, i completed the circles you know it's like i finally did it <laughs> you 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 put so much effort to it i i took the test you know be an apprentice and uh, an observer then acquire my first my first harris hawk and it's just I don't know. Probably any, not in, or any falconer can 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 not remember the first query, you know. So it's kind of my first and 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 my my blessing for 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 this uh, um, closing this circle for falconing and and that was the sparkle that uh, this is this is what it, what my passion is and my second flight that i just it was just like being in a, in a picture you know um it was a few months ago actually when i was flying my russian goshawk so it's a perfect ex a scenario where i had the sun on my back and it was about 8 a.m so it's this early sun and kind of a reddish you know um and i was i was hunting jackrabbits and there was a, this field this It just seemed like a golf course, you know, and I was walking through it. And then um, suddenly a jackrabbit just jumps up and starts like running hell, you know. And my goshawk, I didn't even had the, the 
the reaction to open my hand, she was already in the midway, you know, as usually happens. Um, and then the jackrabbit um, start um, running and kind of to the left side, you know. So the goshawk goes in this position where all the feathers were being like hidden by the sun in this direction and she was full extended you know and i just have this pure image where um this grayish you know bluish kind of goshawk color going foof 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 <laughs> after the jackrabbit and it was just like i live for this moment you know that every every time i close my eyes the 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 goshawk was closer and closer and closer and closer and there was the sun just perfect going after the two um uh, the jack rabbit so it, it was it was just i mean i cannot erase it i <laughs> called after after that flight and i caught the jack rabbit i called my wife and say i just had the perfect flight of, of my life you know it was just amazing <laughs> and she was just like yeah that's uh, nice honey yeah <laughs> whatever <laughs> Yeah, that's typically the uh, the response I usually get to. So you know? this flight is just a, like a painting, you know. It's mm -hmm. the the perfect picture of a goshawk going that way and and flying all extended and and going after the jackrabbit. So it's it's just in my mind, you know. Well, yeah, I mean, it's the <laughs> there's always at least a couple of flights yeah. or a couple of 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 hunts that always stick out, you know, more so than than the others, but. Well, actually, I can remember one that I was so amazed about it. Uh, we were flying two male, two female, sorry, Harrisock, and we we were walking through the to the woods and um, then kind of a open field, and um, suddenly just something flush out of the bushes. We have no reaction of it. We, we were flying freely. The 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 Harrisock. They were they were perching in a in a in a tree. You know. And they synchronized perfectly, um, and then they went out. We had no idea what was what was um, running, you know. So what we could see was the working of this hawk. How they manage? I know you, you as a falconer, you know that that how they communicate by by just movement and 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 small tail movement and and this this kind of a. I don't know, silent, uh, perfect <laughs> communication. Mm -hmm. And we caught a rot, uh, caminos, what is called a rot runner? Road runner. Road runner. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, I was, we, we managed to get him alive and, and, and get it out, but <laughs> it was just like, wow, how they managed to, 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 the, the flight was so, so synchronized, so perfect. Yeah. So that was one of the, the flights that I remember when I was like uh, at my younger age, you know. As far as you know, your favorite bird or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming the last bird that you flew. You, I think you mentioned before to me that yeah. that, that Russian goshawk yeah. was was your favorite bird, and yeah, and then it met its untimely, you know, unfortunate, unfortunate, unfortunate yeah. demise by was it Asper? I think we, we think it was Asper. I mean, here in Mexico, we don't have uh, this laboratories that can confirm. So we have to take the example to the U.S. and it took 15 days to oh, tell geez. us. So 
we started um, uh, the treatment as Asper, and um, uh, one week before that, uh, just passed away. So, yeah, that's sad. Sorry, but yeah, it's part of it, you know. Well, I mean, is there anything else that you can think of as far as, um, you know, any other you know notable stuff? I mean. What do you, um, I mean, do you, I mean, just in the time you've been learning from um, Rodrigo and, and, and helping with, um, you know, his, his rehab stuff and his breeding stuff and everything, what's, what, what do you think the, is the most important thing that you've learned, you know, in, in your time of, of doing all this? Yeah, I think it's, it's the importance of details, mm. you know, and, and, and hunting and breeding and, and everything. And also, you have to be, always open to learn uh, i i tell myself that i'm like the eternal apprentice you know i'm always trying to learn different ways um different materials and always trying to make uh give it the next step you know um i already i mean i already breed this kind of uh of falcons what's the next step you know but um details are just i mean they're everything mm. they're everything you know and and even in hunting or breeding they're they're kind of when i actually when i was talking to rodrigo uh when i was hunting with the russian glasshog uh, a few months ago well two months ago actually um i was telling him that i felt different because now i was alone and i, I had to like read the 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 field, you know, where to walk, how to how to the wind, how it was going, and to read kind of where the jack rabbits like to to settle and everything. So, trying to to mimetize or being able to read these details, it's it's I think what it's different between being successful or not, you know. So. It's mainly th two things. It's being being able to put attention into details and always be open-minded to to learn more, you know? Mm -hmm. No, I think that's great. And that kind of also in part, you know, kind of answers my, you know, the, the next question that I, that I had too, which is I usually, you know, ask people what kind of, uh, you know, advi advice or, um, you know, little yeah. bits of wisdom or knowledge they'd like to, you know, impart on people or whatever. But I mean, that pretty much answers that too, as it is, but thank you again so much for, for all the hospitality. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's, it's meant a lot and I really, really appreciate everything that you guys have done to make this, uh, sure. you know, trip really, really cool, you know? So I'm so glad you're here. And, uh, as I tell you, I told you before, this is your home and I hope it's not your first time. <laughs> and uh, your last time sorry yeah. again <laughs> no, just, you're good yeah so um and um i hope you i can see you more often here in mexico you know yeah yeah well regardless i mean you'll you'll get all my info be able to keep in touch yeah. and and um like i said man thanks again so much for your time and uh you're more than you know, for for welcoming in you know like i said I, it's it's meant a lot so thanks man all right well we'll uh we'll talk again soon and uh yeah let's go ahead and have another beer here and uh sure and call it a night you know done <laughs> all right bud thanks man. thanks <laughs>